Hello and welcome to Learning from Legends with me, Peter Switzer. And today's legend is actually trying to save lots of legends out there as a consequence of a great loss of a legend in Shane Warne. I'm talking about Dr. Ross Walker, cardiologist, uh, media doctor, his own radio program on 2GB on Sundays, regularly seen on Channel 9, is an expert in the area of health and medical science and whatever. And I asked Ross to tell us the lessons from this tragic loss of a legendary cricketer in Shane Warne. There's a lesson out there for all of us. And I've got to say, at one stage of my life, if it wasn't for Ross Walker, I may well not be here actually doing this broadcast right now. I think it's a powerful lesson for both men and women, particularly men who really think they are indestructible when in actual fact history has shown in the case of you know someone like Shane Warne, who was one of the, the world's best um, sportsmen. Uh, he's gone at a much too early age. So what are the lessons we have to learn from it? Please listen to my interview now with Dr. Ross Walker. With the tragic news about Shane Warne, I'd like to try and avoid more tragic events like that for men and women of Australia. And the guy who I think can help reduce the chances of these surprise deaths, people we love and respect, is uh, Ross Walker, the cardiologist, and is a guy who has a very good handle on why people do suddenly die. Please welcome Ross Walker. Well, Australia and the world was struck by the tragic news of the death of Shane Warne, age 52, far too young to pass away. To talk about why it happened and what are the lessons for other men and women out there who could potentially be vulnerable to a heart attack, we've got arguably the world's greatest expert on the subject. If not the world's, certainly Australia's. Um, cardiologist, Dr. Ross Walker. Good day, mate. Lovely to talk to you, Pete. Yeah. Well, it's, it's under sad circumstances that we do talk, but of course, th there have to be important lessons. And I know personally that, you know, men can be idiots and they think they're going to live forever. But uh, mm. when the jam tart tells you there's all the related pipes tell you uh, things aren't too good, it can be a, a shocking revelation. Yeah, well, you see, last last Friday, it was Friday the, the 4th, I think it was, we saw the, the death of two Australian cricketing legends. Let's not forget the fact that Rod Marsh passed away on the same day, having suffered an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest the week before and, and we never really regained consciousness after that. And then Shane was in Thailand and allegedly, I don't have all the details of his case, he wasn't one of my patients, so I don't really know much about how what, what had happened in his life, but... I, I have heard that he allegedly had chest pain in the week or two before his event and also had started a very radical diet because he was desperate to lose weight rapidly. And let's let's not deny it, uh, there has been talk over the years that Shane enjoyed the occasional cigarette as well. We know that cigarettes aren't particularly good for you. So I think the messages that come from this is firstly and most importantly, never ignore symptoms. So if you have any discomfort from the tip of the nose to your belly button, and it doesn't have to be excruciating pain, it can be a tight feeling, a niggling feeling, something that happens especially when you're under exertion or when you're under stress, you must get it checked out. I've seen people with discomfort in their left shoulder, their left elbow, the discomfort in the jaw. Uh, I had a person ring my radio show last night saying that they had 
throat tightness. All of these things may be manifestations of blockages in the arteries and need to be checked. If, for example, you're just finding you're getting more short of breath. I saw a man this morning whose only symptom was that he was getting more short of breath, no chest pain at all. Any of these things need to be addressed. Unexplained dizziness, your heart jumping out of your chest. You must get a referral to see a cardiologist pretty quickly, or just say, for example, you're getting discomfort. It's not going away. You don't drive to the hospital. You ring triple O, you get an ambulance, get straight to your local accident emergency department and get it assessed. Now, let me also put this in perspective. 80% of chest pain is musculoskeletal. 15% is gastrointestinal, but it's the 5% that's cardiac that's going to kill people if it's not assessed properly. So number one, always get your symptoms checked. Number two, don't do anything radical in your life, especially over the age of 40, 50. So you don't get there and go onto some radical diet to lose weight rapidly because when you have that abdominal obesity, it's not just an ugly lump of lard. It's also a toxic reservoir that's holding on to all of the inert chemicals you've been exposed to over the years, the, the heavy metals, the phthalates, the BPAs of this system. And what happens when you go into a radical weight, a weight loss diet and you lose weight rapidly, that fat sitting there pours into the central circulation, overloads the circulation with not just fat and other stuff, but also these inert chemicals, which can then irritate the lining of your arteries and precipitate a, 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 a rupture in one of the fatty plaques and therefore a clot forming. So what happens if you imagine a donut with a hole in the middle, that's where the blood's going, the fat builds up in the wall of the arteries over decades, and then all of a sudden it goes and you rupture the artery, form a clot, that's where your heart attack is. So Shane would have had pain in the week or so beforehand, but then over the, the space of a week or two, then a clot would have formed to cause his heart attack. And then the heart attacks where you actually rupture the plaque, form the clot, the cardiac arrest, which is different, that's where the heart stops. So the messages are, if you have symptoms, get them dealt with, don't do anything radical. And, and look, before it happens, the most important thing, all males in their, in their late, late 40s to 50 should be having a coronary calcium score. All females 55 to 60 should be having a coronary calcium score. It's a simple test that takes a snapshot of your arteries, measures how much muck you have in the wall of your arteries, and then something can be done about it. If you have a high score, if you've got a zero score or a low score, you can be reassured. Yeah, Ross, explain to people out there who might be listening to this, what is the process of the calcium score? How does someone go about that? Does a GP have to recommend it? Well, yes, they, 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 can re they should recommend it. Often they don't. And you don't really need a referral because it's not covered by Medicare. So a good calcium score is somewhere between $150 to $200. It's not that expensive. And it may be the most important test you ever have in your life. But it's good to have a GP's recommendation because someone needs to interpret the test. Now, here's the problem. The coronary calcium score is done on a CT scanner, takes a snapshot of your arteries, no dye, no injection. There is another test called CT angiography, which many cardiologists and GPs are ordering inappropriately. The only time that test should be done is if people have equivocal symptoms and equivocal stress test results. And then yes, they can go on to have the CT angiogram, but there is no evidence at all that having the CT angiogram, which is done on exactly the same technology, it's a CT scanner, but you're given an intravenous injection 
and it makes your wallet $500 lighter and it also makes you glow in the dark for a few days afterwards because it's much more radiation than the calcium score on most of the modern machines, except for the very newer machines, which are always low radiation anyhow. And you're given an intravenous injection, you can have an anaphylactic reaction to, or it may even damage your kidney. So there's no point having the CT angiogram. So if you go to the doctor and say, oh, that test cost you $1,000, it's the wrong test. Coronary calcium score, very simple test, and it's the most predictive test for heart disease okay. risk. Now, you, you talked about you know, Shane Warne uh, probably uh, ignoring some telltale signs, and the classic ones are pains in your arm, shoulder, left-hand side of your body. Uh, what if it's on the right-hand side? Does that make you feel a little bit better, but you still should have it checked out? Yeah, it does make it feel a little bit better, but still you can't always be sure. And sometimes it feels like it's on the right side, but you still may be experiencing pain somewhere else. I've occasionally seen people with right-sided pain going to have heart disease, but it tends to be in the middle or on the left side or in the left shoulder, left arm, but not always. Yeah. As I said, throat pain, <clears throat> jaw pain can do it. Ross, some people often say, uh, you know, when I get up quickly, I feel a bit dizzy. And, and like yep. my reflection on that is, well, when you're younger, you don't tend to get it. It's going to be older people are saying it. Is that like a, a telltale sign that there might be something wrong that's it's worth investigating? Uh, not really, Pete, because as I say, for all us men over 50, everything stiffens up apart from the bit you want to. <laughs> and the, the heart, <laughs> sorry, the, I've got to throw a joke. Yeah, no, that's please. fantastic joke. Keep going. But, but the heart and the arteries get stiffer as you get older. So if you go from sitting to standing, the reflexes that then keep your blood pressure up aren't as responsive as they were in your 20s and 30s. So you can get a little bit lightheaded in that situation. But if that's happening to you very regularly and pretty intensely, then I'd say to go and have that checked. What if you're having strong coffee or red wine and when you do, you feel as though you get lightheaded as a consequence? Is that a telltale sign? Oh, it may, it may be. Again, we shouldn't be having excessively strong coffee and too much red wine. There's nothing wrong with one or two glasses a day most days of the week. But again, if you're getting symptoms that are disturbing you, it's always good to have them checked with your doctor. You may be getting excessive drops in your blood pressure. You may be getting irregularities in your heartbeat with the strong coffee or the alcohol. And these things all need to be checked up. Yeah. But the, the problem I'm, the reason why I'm being pedantic about it, Ross, because, you, know, yeah. you know, I was caught out um, and luckily yeah. I made the right decision having a, a mate who's a cardiologist who, who made me actually yeah. have the checkup without, uh, without, you know, that great cardiologist, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. So yeah. men, men are very dismissive. And that's why I think maybe we need to be a bit more excessive in warning them that once they're over that, that vital age, they probably should have some more serious checkups. Well, Pete, as we know, when you had your problem, you, you had, I think, one symptom after a 17K walk in Italy. 31K. I think that was a bad 31K over, over a 7K mountain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and so you had one minor symptom. And, and even then, when you did the treadmill with me, you, you didn't really have any, anything in the way of symptoms. But I saw all the telltale signs after your extremely high coronary calcium score. Mm. 
and 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 that's that's the point it was it was managed properly but the reason for your disease is the reason one in five people have exactly the same thing which is an elevated lipoprotein delay and the only way you can get that lipoprotein delay in your bloodstream which is a, a genetic cholesterol carrying protein is picking the wrong relatives mm. it's nothing you've ever done in your life and pete had you been a profligate self-abuser you probably would have had a major heart attack 10 years before so the lifestyle is still vitally important but it's important to know what your risk is that's what the coronary calcium score tells you that's what the blood tests that we do tell you and and these things are all manageable and and i believe that 90 percent of modern diseases are completely preventable if you pick the things up early that's why early early prevention early assessment and early management is the most important way to prevent serious catastrophes like what we've seen happen recently with Shane. Yeah, so when you say one in five, you know, could have this lipoprotein little A gene, does that mean that yeah. like when we hear about 30 year old triathletes, you know, collapsing in the middle of a race, yep. they would not know it. But why wouldn't they have, why wouldn't they have cholesterol reading that your blood test shown at Ross? Oh, because you have to ask for lipoprotein delay. It's still not covered by Medicare and doctors have shown no real interest in lipoprotein delay into the last few years. I've been measuring it for 25 years in my patients, but there's been no real interest in it until, wait for this, Pete, there's now a drug that they're trialling for lipoprotein delay, which is a monthly injection that pulverises lipoprotein delay levels. But I, I had a woman ring my radio show last night. She had a a coronary calcium score at my clinic, Sydney Heart Image in 1999. And her calcium score back then was zero, but she had an elevated lipoprotein delay. So back then I put her onto vitamin C, vitamin E and lysine, which most of my colleagues don't even believe in vitamins. So I put her onto these three vitamins and 23 years later, she rang up last night and said she had another coronary calcium score and it had gone over for the past 23 years from zero up to seven. Mm. So one to 10 is trivial, you can ignore that. Mm. And she'd stayed on the vitamin C, the vitamin E and the lysine for 23 years. And so, so again, that's an anecdote, that is not a clinical trial, no. but just goes to show you that if people are compliant with the suggestions, it, 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 in my way, in what I'm suggesting, it does give you some extra benefits by doing that. Okay, but you're saying one in five, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. So, um, yep. so, I guess if someone's had, and in my case, my father did die of a heart attack, uh, that kind of person definitely should test for lipoprotein little a. Oh, no doubt. And, and so I do it routinely when anyone comes to me for a cardiovascular checkup. Mm. But when you hear of anyone who has a history of premature vascular disease, that's people in your family under the age of 65 have had heart disease, all of them should have a lipoprotein little a's done. Mm. But it's the explanation, as you say, for why the person in their 40s and 50s has had heart disease when it doesn't seem like they should. So your coronary calcium score was well over 400, which is a serious result. But the worst coronary calcium score I have, a 68 year old man in the fitness industry without an ounce of body fat, normal cholesterol, blood pressure, never smoked, not diabetic and no family history, but his parents have given him that high lipoprotein delay. His coronary calcium score was eight and a half thousand mm. and his arteries are like, porcelain pipes. He, of course, had to go and have bypass surgery. He's doing fine. That was nine years ago. He's still doing well and he'll live till he's 100 like you will, Pete. Mm. Okay, so the lesson is uh, if you get any, any kind of strange symptoms that you're not used to and they're recurring, yep. you know, 
go for at least a calcium score test because that at least might clear up whether your arteries are blocked and you're potentially open to a stroke. Is that right? Or a heart attack? Oh, no, more, more a heart attack. Strokes, the blood vessels going up there. And I've seen people have zero coronary calcium score and still high-grade blockages up there because stroke tends to be more, more related to blood pressure and an electrical disturbance in the heart called atrial fibrillation. So that, that's more of a, the problem for stroke, although there is some link between cholesterol and fat buildup in the coronary arteries as well. But just because you have a coronary calcium score of zero doesn't mean you'll have problems there. And just because you have problems going in the coronary arteries doesn't mean you'll have problems in your, in your coronaries or you could have both. Mm. Every person is different. But the, the, the key messages here are don't ignore symptoms, um, don't do anything radical, like go on some restrictive weight loss program. You want to lose weight, lose weight over months rather than losing it over weeks. That's dangerous. So lose it slowly over months and do things. And if you want to get into an exercise program, don't say, okay, I'm going to do a 10K run. I'm just going to go and do the city to surf. Ease into your exercise program as well and always have a checkup before you start. That's an important thing. Before you do. go, those three things you recommended, vitamin C, the second one, Vitamin E and L-lysine. Lysine is an amino acid. And all these things coat the LP to delay molecule, stop it from getting in your arteries. But what I recommend the most, Pete, and you've heard me say this a thousand times, but I'll repeat it because it's so important, is to practice the five keys of being healthy. You cannot be healthy and have any addictions, good quality sleep, good quality eating and less of it, three to five hours every week of exercise, and most importantly, happiness. You do those five things well, that reduces your risk for cardiovascular disease by 83%. A pill to lower your cholesterol reduces your risk 20 to 30%. So yeah. it's always best to practice good lifestyle. So you're saying me being addicted to your wonderful uh, insights on better health is a bad thing for me? That's an addiction? No, it's a great thing for all of us, Pete, because we're going to have you so, so much, we're going to have you on the planet for so much longer. All right, mate. Thanks for joining us. Great to talk to you, Pete. Thanks, mate. Dr. Ross Walker, cardiologist and all-round good guy. Quentin' time! Quentin' time! <laughs>